Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, I'm here with Olivier Melnick. Olivier is in Seattle and I'm in Southern California. And this is our monthly opportunity to get together. And uh, we're talking about all things Jewish. So Olivier, are you ready? I'm always ready when you call. Okay, well, let me, I'm gonna throw this out to you, all right? Ready for yeah. this? Mm -hmm. Democrat Rashida Tlaib promotes slogan associated with calling for the elimination of Israel. I know that's not a surprise to you, but we are looking at the Biden administration. We still don't know what's gonna happen with the election. Uh, it seems to be a roller coaster that we're on, which the rest of the world is also on. There's a lot of concerns over in Israel uh, about a Biden administration. Um, but this is what, what we've known about for, for a long time. You have these Congress women who are really anti-Semitic. And it, she has is promoted on a tweet on her Twitter account just the other day on Sunday that contained the phrase, you know the phrase well, with the elimination of Israel. Um, StopAntiSemitism.org highlighted the tweet that Tlaib retweeted, which stated, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. You yeah. and I both know what that means. Yes. It's, yes. It's, uh, it's basically a call to eliminate Israel and to, uh, to replace uh, Israel with uh, Palestine. Uh, it's a call that is originated you know, in, 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 you know, from the Palestinian Authority. And it's been picked up by uh, people like Rashida Tlaib or, or even others from, uh, from the squad. Uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, or the party, the Socialist Party of America, they had a convention. Uh, I want to say it's either a year or two years ago. Uh, and at the end of the convention, and they were like voting, meeting, and doing the, the things that they do in conventions, they all uh, in, in together sang that, uh, that uh, refrain, you know, from... Uh, uh, you know, yeah, the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Sea, Palestine shall be free. And yeah. this is the Socialist Party of America. You're going like, what's the connection there? Why do they even care about that in a you know Socialist Party uh, convention? But that's what they decided. Uh, they were speaking about the Middle East, and that was their uh, their concluding statement. So it's a uh, uh, it's very uh, it's very scary. And something you might not know. Uh, 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 Tom, is that there is a, uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the invitation right now on my screen, uh, there is a conference uh, that's going to take place uh, next week or a couple of weeks called Dismantling Antisemitism, Winning Justice. And it's a conference against antisemitism to fight antisemitism, okay? So you have to get the best speakers supporting Israel, understanding the history of Israel, and understanding the false narrative of the Palestinian Authority. So, the speakers are Rashida Talib and uh, Mark Lamont Hill. Yeah, so, so two of the and, most and anti- a few others. Yeah, uh, Mark Lamont Hill was formerly with CNN, I believe, and he, he, he had that f same phrase. So these are two of the most anti-Semitic people. Listen, these are the typical, uh, this is the way that the left works. It, and it's just, it's, it's claiming to live under this righteous banner, but bringing their wickedness. Look, when you look at the false prophet, Revelation chapter 13, the Bible says the false prophet is going to have two horns like a lamb, but he's going to speak like the dragon. He's going to 
have this external appearance of just being have, coming from a Christian background and understanding, but what he actually is about is the devil himself. And that's what your this conference is. Well, this is against anti-Semitism. However, you bring in the most anti-Semitic people that are, that are in the forefront of anti-Semitism today to get rid of all the Jews. So you look at the lies, and that is the way that the propaganda goes, the narrative goes, this whole thing coming from the left. And there's actually people out there, Olivier, that are dumb enough to believe that this is going to be about, uh, about getting rid of anti-Semitism. No, it is not. It's going to be, it's, it's under that, they're going to fly that banner, but in reality, uh, the whole justice cause, this is not justice, it's not about the Jewish people except eliminating the Jewish people. It is appalling because I, I know exactly the direction that's going to go. Absolutely. Now, you ready for this? I'm going to throw you for a loop. You ready for this? You know who's organizing the conference? No. Two organizations known as Jewish Voice for Peace and If Not Now. They're two Jewish organizations. So that that's, it's just mind-boggling. This is just two insane. Two leftist is... Jewish organizations are organizing this, anti, this conference against anti-Semitism, inviting Rashida Talib, yeah. Mark Lamont Hill, and other speakers that uh, are less less known uh, to uh, to yeah. our audience. That's bringing the wolf into the hen house. That's what they're, they're exactly. doing. Not even guarding; it's just bringing them right inside. But see, these these Jewish organizations are are very liberal Jewish organizations, and 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 we know uh, to 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 many people it's still a mystery. But we know uh, the numbers are in that that for the last several decades. Uh, uh, Jewish people in America, at least, so the vast majority of Jewish people have voted uh, uh, Democrat. They voted left. Yeah. Now, of course, the, the Democratic Party has also moved to the left in the last maybe what ten years, which we should say quite a bit. It's not the Democratic Party that it was fifty years ago, but most Jewish people vote Democrat, and uh, uh, it's uh, the the the, the connection that Jewish people today have with Israel and a Jewish cause and a Jewish heritage is, is not the same connection that they had 50 years ago. There is a, there's yeah. a, a, a chasm, there's a, a, not a chasm, a, a disconnect, I should say, a yeah. disconnect with Jewish things. Well, let me get, get to this, because um, here the slogan is, from the river to the sea, it'd be the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, Palestine will be free, meaning free of all the Jews. Um, the Palestinian people, it, it, it puzzles me when I look at Palestine and I look at the, the land area itself. Um, God had a covenant. He made a covenant with Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. It is a forever covenant, the Bible tells us, and it yeah. is for the land. It's, it's a covenant that God gave to the people of Israel, the Jewish people. They have the land. But then we have this term Palestine. Um, where does this term Palestine come from? Well, the, first of all, the, 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 uh, for, for our audience, the, uh, the, uh, the covenant that God gave uh, Abraham and his descendants, the, the land boundaries are found in Genesis 15, 18-21. And what's interesting is that the, the little sliver of, of, of land that we have in, uh, in the Middle East right now called Israel, the modern state of Israel, even if you add, you know, if you put Gaza back into Israel and the West Bank and everything, and you have this full map that most people don't even draw anymore, uh, except if they draw Palestine and they draw a full map. But uh, when you put the whole yeah. thing together, uh, it's about the size of New Jersey. 
there is a boundary given by God in Genesis 15. When you put that together, just to give our audience a, a, a you know comparison, it's twice the size of Texas. So you put two Texas together, that's Israel given by God to the Jewish people all the way back to Abraham. And when is that going to be fulfilled, Tom? You and I know it. In the millennial, in the millennial kingdom. Mm-hmm. That will be fulfilled. In the Until then, whatever land we have in, in, uh, in, in the Middle East right now is a small portion of what God promised to the Jewish people, which has never been fulfilled. Now, the name Palestine, this is fascinating, because uh, uh, you, what do you, what's at the end of your Bible? You look at the end yeah. of your, in the map section. Yeah. Well, look let, at the let, map section and yeah. tell me what you read. So here we are. Let me show everybody this. If you can see this on camera, which camera is it on? Yeah, there you go. I can Middle see one? it. Okay, right here. It says Palestine. Can you read that? Palestine in Christ's time. It's right there, isn't it? And there was no such name as Palestine in the time of Christ. So this Bible, listen, the word uh, of God in here, the 66 books of the Bible, they're they're 100% accurate and true. However, you get to the man-made maps at the back of the Bible, that's a lie. There was no such thing as Palestine in the time of Christ. Wait, 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 you mean the maps are not inspired? The maps are not inspired. So when okay. somebody says, my Bible is absolutely true, I'm talking about from Genesis chapter 1 to the end of the book of Revelation. Uh, the, these maps are not inspired. But So with the Palestine, where did Palestine come from? Because in the time of Jesus, you had Judah, you had Samaria, you had Israel, the whole name. Um, right. Well, what happened is that in 80, uh, in 81, 32, there was a revolt, uh, the, last, the last big Jewish revolt. And it was known as the Bar Kokhba revolt. Uh, Bar Kokhba was actually uh, declared by a very famous rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. He was declared the Messiah, and of course, turned out that he was not the Messiah. He was one of the many false messiahs that Israel saw in her history. Uh, at that time, uh, the Romans decided that not only were they, that there was a big bloodbath and a lot of a lot of violence and killing and and uh, and destruction and death. But the Romans wanted to go one step further. They wanted to change the name of Israel and the name of Jerusalem. So Israel became Palestina, and uh, Jerusalem became uh, Ayala Capitolina. And those names were, uh, it was a name to just to take the Jewishness out of the name and to further humiliate the Jewish people, which is something that has been done in many ways throughout history up to today. It continues to be done, taking the Jewishness out of Israel and out of everything Jewish, which is, we know this as Christian, you know, Christian Palestinianism, but that may be a topic for another yeah. time. But uh, uh, so the word Palestine uh, became the uh, the name of Israel in AD one thirty two, which was w- way after uh, the time of Jesus. So this is it's inaccurate to call Palestine in the time of Christ. It, 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 it's it's there's an uh, anachronism here. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't connect. No, you know, you know what else is is interesting. In, in, a, in a sad way, is the UN will go along with this whole, um, uh, the, the whole concept of Palestine and the Palestinian people in, in this, to the point where you hear it promoted that Jesus was a Palestinian. You know, you look, you go, wait a minute, why do they say that? Well, he was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was part of the West Bank. Therefore, Jesus was a Palestinian. And again, the name Palestine didn't even exist back at the time of Christ. Yeah, it's, uh, they do reverse history. So because we call it Palestine today, Jesus must have been a Palestinian. 
yeah. which is the reverse of what it yeah. should be. But you know, when I look at the word Palestine, I thought, well, maybe, maybe Palestine, maybe Israel was known as Palestine before it became a, a modern state, and may, maybe we're in the wrong. So I did a little research. I want to show you what I found. I have a dictionary here. It's a French dictionary, by the way, that started being published. And I, I wrote it down, 1649. So it's a, it's a every year this Larousse dictionary gets published in France. Okay, to this day, this is the 1939 edition. So 1939 is during the war, the Second World War, and it's also what uh, nine years prior to the modern state of Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Here is, I'm going to show you a bigger section here. This is the dictionary. There's one flag right here and one flag right there. So I'm going to show you a bigger section that I printed so you can see it better. 1939 is the proof right here is that the German flag has got the swastika on it. So this is not the German flag that was prior to that, which had a black eagle in the middle. So this is German, Germany, 1939. Look at Palestine, 1939. Uh, Blue and white with a yellow star of David. There you go. The flag of Palestine today looks very, very close to the flag of Jordan. Okay? So that's that. Uh But here is, do you want to see something even more interesting? I want to show you this coin because here's a coin I have. I think you have one too. I do. Thank you very much. (laughs) Because of you, I have one of those. (laughs) (laughs) This little coin from... From Palestine, so I made it. I blew it up. This is this is fascinating. Here's a coin, okay? Uh, and on this coin, you've got Palestina in Arabic, Palestine in English, and Palestina in Hebrew. At the end of the word Palestina in Hebrew, there is a parenthesis here with two letters in Hebrew: the aleph and the yod. The aleph and the yod stand for I I um, uh, circle them right here for aleph for Eretz. And the Yod for Israel, Eretz Israel, Eretz Israel, land of Palestine, land of Israel. So in 1933, 15 years prior to the modern state of Israel, Palestine was Eretz Israel. So the word, the word Palestine, I personally don't have a problem. I remember the conversation we had in uh at your church uh, a couple of years ago when I, we saw the poster, you know, visit yeah. Palestine. Uh, I, Palestine, as it describes a landmass prior to 1948, I don't like the name because of the origin of the Bar Kokhba revolt and the humiliation of the Jews, but, but it's, I, I can live with it because it's describing a geographical area. When I have a problem is when it becomes a politically charged word and it becomes the land of the uh, oppressed Palestinians and, and the displaced Palestinians and the occupied territories, this is all false narrative. And the proof is in, in the pudding. We have coins, we have stamps, we have dictionaries, flags, everything that refers to Palestine prior to 1948 is Eretz Israel. It's Israel. So it's just a word to describe a piece of land. They've grabbed that, that word and made it into a people group that really doesn't exist. Now, we have Palestinians today. We can't ignore the existence of the Palestinian people. But they're called that because that, that people has been created out of nothing with only the agenda to push the Jews into the sea and take over the whole land of yeah. Israel and make it into Palestine. 
It's a whole political agenda. I look at this, yeah. Olivier, and I think of all the different things that are being perpetrated on uh, the world right now. And there are lies from every different direction that are coming at us. But this lie, the, the, the problem with this lie is that it, it is of biblical proportions, literally. Um, so I know that Satan is the father of lies. He is a liar, the father of lies. I can see where this comes from. But when I look at it biblically, this is what the Bible tells us. Again, going back to the beginning of our conversation, God made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to his descendants forever. And then Yeshua says in Matthew chapter 23, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So he's coming back to the land of Israel, he's going to be worshipped as the Messiah by the Jews. That's going to happen there in Israel in, at the end of the tribulation period. So when I look at this and I look at what's the threat to get rid of the Jews, this is the way I see it. And Rashida Tlaib and what's happening in the Democrat Party is it, it, this whole thing is of the devil. Uh, Satan knows that if he can get rid of all the Jews, and kick him out of the land of Israel, then the Messiah cannot return to be worshipped in Jerusalem. It can't happen. He can negate the promise of God uh, and that prophecy of the Lord that he says he will fulfill. So I believe that that, that is what is really happening here. It, this anti-Semitism is a very spiritually dark in, in origin. It's of the devil, and, um, and it's horrific, and that's what his goal is. And the, absolutely, and the way that people are are, are buying into it, uh, you know, I've, I've shared that with you before, is that Satan has the ability to make the irrational look and sound rational. Because the, what people are believing about the Jewish people today is completely irrational, completely irrational. But they believe it, and they 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 they, they, they accept uh, the, the 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 libels and the diatribes made against the Jews as truth without checking any facts. And uh, it is a plan of the devil, uh, and you're right. Uh, we know how the story ends. And actually, you know, I, I, I just wrote a, uh, a, an article recently on my, uh, on my blog at newantisemitism.com. Uh, the only prophecy you can take to the bank today is, is, is the one about the fact that the Jews are going back to the land today in unbelief. It's prophesied in the, uh, in the last uh, few chapters of, uh, of Ezekiel, and that the Jews would go back to the land. So uh, to go back to the land, well, they have a they have to have a land to go back to. Well, that yeah. that's yeah. The, the big the big deal. The the prerequisite was 1948 was fulfilled. Like, okay, the land is there. It was always there, but it became officially the modern state of Israel, and uh, and now they're going back in the land, uh, going back to the land in unbelief in large numbers, and eventually, you know, the the uh, Valley of Dry Bones, and then the uh, the uh, the uh, spiritual revival of the Jews once they're in the land will take place, and the Jews will, like we just said at the end of tribulation, call upon the one who they appeals. Yep. So I look at all of this, the fulfillment of Bible prophecy is coming. I also look at it this way, Olivier. The only thing that's in the way right now of of the the anti-Semitism really growing uh, to a place that is extreme. Um, which I, you know, is, is horrific to think about. It is the evangelical Christian. I believe uh, the evangelical Christian is is the one that stands in the way of globalism and the new world order, and it's also the one that stands in the way of the attacks against the Jews getting worse. But 
I'm also disturbed by what I see happening within the Christian world because there are more and more people who would have called themselves evangelicals in the recent past and that are no longer, they're not supporting Israel the way they used to. And, uh, and it's, it's disturbing to me. They also are starting to uh, not believe in Bible prophecy anymore. Uh, that seems to be decreasing too. And both of these things go hand in hand. Uh, but there is a global system that's coming. And, uh, and unfortunately, um, the increase, the persecution is going to increase against the Jewish people. But that doesn't mean we stand by and just say, you know, whatever. Or, you know, the the. the the uh, you know whatever case that people want to bring about and say no no we we have, we have to we have to speak up we have to say something and we have to be ready to act to uh, to help the Jewish people uh, uh, you know I I said it many times and it's worth repeating uh, if, uh, uh, a bystander uh, somebody who doesn't do anything because they think like they're just one person or or they don't want to get involved or for whatever reason they want to stay on the side on the sideline. A bystander only facilitates the work of a perpetrator. Yeah. So if you're a bystander, you become an accomplice into whatever is being done against somebody. Yeah, in fact, that, good. that, that yeah, happened. No, we, we cannot afford to be bystanders. This this is what happened during uh, the, first, the Second World War. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of bystanders, people just looked the other way when, uh, uh, to, to a certain extent, even uh, the American government looked the other way when Auschwitz could have been destroyed. Uh, they, you know, they didn't make the right decisions right away. So there's a lot of mistakes made. We cannot afford to be bystanders, uh, especially believers. Believers have a, uh, we have, uh, as believers, we have a mandate to uh, to reach out to the lost and to bless the Jewish people. Uh, you know, Genesis twelve three, uh, Christians are going to have a chance to 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 make a difference uh, with the Jews. Uh, in, I think in the near future, yeah. because of the, the rise of anti-Semitism and what's going on uh, globally and in America. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's coming. Yep. You, have, you have tools. We're, we're out of time, but you have tools to help uh, people who are watching this program right now. I want to encourage them to go uh, to your website, but also you have some books out. What, are, what do you have? Uh, this is probably uh, the, the, the most extensive work I've done on anti-Semitism, end times anti-Semitism, uh, the newest chapter in, in the Lotus Hatred. This is, it, it gives a history of anti-Semitism and what's happening today. And uh, so this book is on my website at newatesemitism.com, also on Amazon, Amazon, of course. And this is the most recent one. This is a little manual that explains to Christians what they can do to help Jewish people today, because there are things we can do to help Jewish people. But, but understanding that we do all this because of, of what Yeshua, Jesus, has done for us. Amen. This is as a result of being a believer in the body of Messiah, we have a mandate. So it's a little manual that is uh, going to help people, help the Jews. And there's this DVD that, uh, uh, do you know this guy, Tom, uh, Tom Muse? Yes, I've heard, I've heard of him. <laughs> yes, Tom Muse and Olivia Malik. We, uh, we had fun doing this uh, two-hour DVD uh, uh, a little while ago about the history of anti-Semitism, and we cover a lot of topics on this DVD. So it's all on my, uh, on my website, as well as my weekly podcast and weekly articles and other videos uh, of teaching new antisemitism. Yeah. So people ask me all the time, what should I do? What should I do? Well, here's something that you can do. So go to uh, Olivier's website, newantisemitism.com. Those are excellent resources there. And the DVD that we did together, that was that was fantastic. I learned a lot just, just doing the, uh, the uh, documentary with you. But it's fantastic. And really, listen, folks, I want to encourage you. We're caught up in coronavirus madness. We're caught up in the election. 
uh, Balagon, but uh, don't let these things knock you off track and stay focused. What do we know? We know we need to put Christ first. We know that we need to bless Israel and we move forward. And, and I know you're like me. If you're watching this program, you're thinking, I want to, I want to be pleasing to God. And this much I, I do know. God has uh, determined uh, that, that the Jewish people were the people that he chose to give the land and also through them the Messiah would come. Uh, Olivia had this conversation earlier today uh, with, uh, with a friend of mine about how many Christians don't even realize that Jesus was Jewish. That, that alone is just uh, mind-boggling, but there's so many that don't. But with that, Olivia, we need to say, uh, we need to say shalom. Any final words for everybody that's watching? Well, uh, yeah, and it's going to, it's, maybe it's, I'll surprise you a little bit. My final word for anybody who's watching is that uh, they should go to your church if they live in California, Southern California, because I have found very few churches as supportive of Israel and the Jewish people as your church. So, uh, uh, where is your church? Uh, it's in uh, San Jacinto, California, Southern California, San Jacinto Valley, 412 Church. I never mentioned that. And we are open, too, by the way. And Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I've spoken there many times. You've had many, many guests, and I will be there again, I'm sure. Uh, your church is a very, very special church. It has a, a unique place in my heart. And your love for my people and for Israel uh, always, always blesses me. So thank you for your friendship and your leadership. And, and, and for doing this vlog, this, this, this uh, monthly uh, video. Thank you, Shah. Thank, thank, and thank you very much. All right. Uh, shalom, Olivier, and shalom to everybody watching. Again, I can't encourage you enough. Pick up those books. Go to antisemitism.com. It's free to visit there. It's also free to visit Hope for Our Times. There you go. Uh, free to visit HopeForOurTimes.com and get all the information that we have uh, there for you. And uh, listen, until next time, if we're not raptured, uh, see, see you soon. And Olivier, you'll be back. 1st of January, which will be exciting. Who knows? By then, we should have another, uh, be further along in the whole election process. Uh, Something, yeah. Yeah. God bless. Thank you, Olivier. God bless. Shalom. Shalom. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.